Hello and welcome to Misadventures in Babysitting. I'm a 14-year-old who's been babysitting families outside of my own for three years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing a few of my craziest experiences coming from attending children, as well as sharing some tips and advice for those babysitters out there. All around the globe, we see babysitters. Even if you weren't or aren't hired by someone to be a babysitter, you could still be one. If you've ever watched your siblings, cousins, friends, or neighbors, even for a couple minutes, you've babysat. Babysitting as a job, however, is most commonly seen being done by young teens. Whether the point of babysitting is for the money, the kids, or the knowledge or practice you get from tending, it's beneficial for you, helps out parents or guardians, and children themselves. Sometimes people regard babysitting as being boring, simple, and a girl's task. First off, it's definitely not just a girl's task, as it's done by many, many boys. Also, babysitting is a job, and as a job, it should never be classified as a girl's or boy's duty. Some days, tending can be pretty easy and boring, but trust me, sometimes babysitting can be crazy and create many stories you can share. All of these stories are from the same household where I babysit a young girl and a boy after school weekly. I adore these kids, but sometimes watching them can be a little chaotic, weird, and even scary. Okay, so one time I was over at their house, okay, and they had just come home from school, and so the mom was like, you can just, like, for for their snack, there's crackers, and then you can just cut up some slices of cheese. Okay. okay. And I I was like, okay, that's easy enough. Um... So they get home and I, they're like, oh yeah, we'll have some cheese. So I'm cutting up some slices of cheese and then I leave out the cheese because the mom was like, you can't leave the boy unattended. He can roam off and then you might not know where he right, is. Right. So I was like, so he begins to wander off. So I go and I'm following him and the little girl's just, you know, in the kitchen. I was like, oh yeah, she'll just have her cheese. It will be fine. But no, I come back. And she's nibbling off of the whole entire block of cheese. <laughs> and I was like, if you wanted, I could slice you some more cheese. And she's like, no, this will be enough. And I was like, she <laughs> no, literally ate like, well, it's like, it was probably like half the block, but still. Like, I was like, um, okay. Sometimes kids just get what they want. If you're hesitant about what they're doing, offer suggestions. But sometimes forcing a child to do something, especially someone else's child, isn't very necessary. There is a time and place for it, but other times just let the kid do as they choose. The girl ate the cheese block, finished it, and was still hungry when it came dinner time. So a lot of these are just kind of like weird stories, but I actually had kind of like a personal error at their house. So personal error is one way to say it, I guess, but I don't Uh know. But um, she told me to make spaghetti and meatballs, but she did not give me something specific. But she said, warm up the meatballs in a bowl. And so I was just like, mm, okay. So I grabbed a glass bowl and I just stuck it on the stove. <laughs> like a fool. And I, you know, okay, put in the meatballs. Microwaves are irrelevant. <laughs> it was so bad. So, of course, I don't know like anything about cooking. So I just stuck the glass bowl with the meatballs in it on the stove. I'm just cooking the spaghetti noodles. Everything's fine. They're watching a show. <laughs> The glass bowl explodes all (laughs) over me, all over the stove. There's probably like some in the noodles. And so, yeah, it's just this big explosion. And then like the meatballs are like burning on the stove. And so I was like, 
freaking out. There's glass all over the place. Oh, no. And so I was just like, um, um, and the kids, you know, they apparently are unaware of what's happening. Oh, right. And so (laughs) I called the mom because she's just upstairs working. Uh, she has like a little business thing and so there's people over here and stuff, but I was like, um, so I blew up a glass bowl. Uh, would you would you mind uh, coming down? So she comes down and she's like super duper nice and everything. She gives me a hug, but I'm just like there, like um, uh, sobbing. Oh my gosh, I felt so bad. In fact, uh, the next week I brought her a new glass bowl. <laughs> so yeah, I replaced it. That was a good thing. We're all going to make mistakes. We all do make mistakes. When babysitting, you're going to mess up. Maybe not as badly as I did, but we're all going to do something outside the plan, at least once. But you've got to take these mistakes and learn from them. Knowing how to care for people is such an important skill, and we can't just know everything. We've got to learn. And a lot of times we learn from experiences. I learned that you should never warm something up in a glass bowl on the stove. Okay. So it was Christmas time, so they had the Christmas trees out, but that also meant that they had like the box that you know the Christmas tree is in. Yeah, okay. Packed away in, and it was just out. Apparently, the kids played in it a lot. It was kind of broken, but um, they're like, let's just play a game where you pull us around in the cardboard box. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound that bad, but they both get inside of the box, and then <laughs> they're closing the lid of the box and uh-huh. I'm like, mm, maybe let's not close the lid of the box they're like oh it's totally fine I'm like mm, but maybe <laughs> let's not and then they're like just clashing around in there because oh my gosh I can't pull that very fast with <laughs> two kids in it so it's like <laughs> like you know because they like <laughs> move around and I was like mm. so it's kind of hard though because it's like they're having a good time so you don't want to be like well I can't do this anymore but you're also like um, this isn't good. Yeah. It's fine. But, yeah, I finally convinced them to do something else, but, yeah, <laughs> when kids have a Christmas box, they just want to play cards with it. I know that previously I said, sometimes you just need to let the kids do what they want, but when it regards safety, you have to change what's happening. You might have to be the bad guy, but you can't let the kids override your idea of safety. The kids were saying, ouch, so I knew they were getting hurt in the box, even though they denied it. But you've just got to offer new suggestions and have the kids pick from one of those. When kids just want to play with something, my example, the box, if it's possible, turn the game into something new still involving that thing. In our new game, the box became the bed of four stuffed animals at the kids' pet shop. Okay, so their favorite game is to play wolves. wolves. Okay. And so... They get to be two wolves, and I am a girl who is, like, the owner of the wolves, and then my dad is a hunter, and my grandpa is a hunter. Okay. And so, um, they, like, play it basically every single time I'm there. So, I, I don't know. It's just so, you know, wolves scratch people and stuff, and they, like, totally take on and, like, become a wolf when we're playing. Mm-hmm. Take on the so, persona. Yeah, they take on the persona of the wolf. And so, <laughs> it's so scary at times, because they're always like, they're telling me what to do. They're like, oh, now the girl goes to school, so yeah. that way the hunter can come. <laughs> and then, 
they, so you know, they're wolves being hunted, and yet they like to mock the hunter. Yeah, so they force me to capture them, but then when I go, and I'm like, I'm going to capture you, or whatever, uh-huh. uh, they just prance at me. But oftentimes they have Doritos for a snack, and I'm like a huge germaphobic type thing. They have like the Dorito dust all over the hand. I'm like, oh my gosh. So they prance at me, but I'm like <laughs> trying to like dodge it. I'm like, oh, okay, you got me, you got me, because I don't want Dorito dust like all over my <laughs> clothing. But, oh, it's such a mess. Um... But then they, like, tell me to do things, you know, so they're like, all right, now you're just going to have to die of natural causes. So I'm, like, on the floor, and then they get to attack me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not good. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's rough. Just to be clear, you normally play three characters. <laughs> uh-huh. You're the girl, the dad, and the grandpa. Uh-huh. And the girl is, like, <laughs> a caretaker for the wolves. Uh-huh. And the grandpa and the dad are hunters. Uh-huh. Okay. And then he took up. Okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So fun. First off, the imagination of a child is vast and vivid, and they can just live inside of their thoughts and take themselves to a whole new world. You've got to love that and respect it and play along with all that they see and all that's happening in their head. Secondly, if you're a germaphobe like me, you'll either have to stop being one or just endure the germs, dirt, and messes that come with playful kids. Some things you don't have control over, but others you can actually fix. With Dorito fingers, if you don't want cheesy fingerprints on you, you can dodge the child, but the better option is definitely just wiping off the child's fingers. Just say, hey, let's wipe off your fingers and then we can play, and your problem solved. Alright, so we were playing up in the girls' bedroom, and we were playing horses with like the little horse dolls, you know? Because she really loves horses, so she, she just has, like, this huge variety of these little horse dolls. Anyway, that was a long explanation. <laughs> we, we were playing horses, and she has all these pieces of um, light pink yarn all over the ground. So I was like, okay, must have ripped out doll's hair, just kidding. I don't really know. <laughs> but there's just all these pieces of yarn on the ground. And I noticed that the boy, he keeps grabbing them. And then slipping his hand up to his mouth, and then the yarn's gone. And so, you know, he's just eating the yarn. And I was just like, um, deeply concerned. <laughs> so I, I was like, hey, um, maybe let's not eat the yarn. And he's like, no, I think it's okay. I was like, mm. Alrighty then. <laughs> I was like, maybe let's just not eat it then. I was, so I just thought, you know, okay, it's done. It's dealt with. Never. Um, so... We keep playing, but he keeps picking up the yarn and eating it. And I'm like, um, but I really don't think you should be eating it. You're not going to be able to digest it. And then his sister joins in. She's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to digest it. Don't eat it. And he's like, it's all right. It's just going to my bones. And then the sister's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And I was like, um, <laughs> about that. So uh, it's kind of like in those situations, you can't, like, you know, you can't exactly say, like, it does not go to your bones and go into like this whole scientific yeah. thing. So I just had to like pick up the yarn anytime I saw it because it's like can't really stop a kid from eating yarn apparently. So just gotta pick that up around her room, but <laughs> or inform him of the you know body's way of digesting. <laughs> just go into this long conversation. Yeah. Well, see here <laughs> that this full of diagrams. <laughs> it does in fact not go to the bones. We can conclude. <laughs> Okay, so with matters like this, where the situation pertains to the child's health and safety, 
you really do have to do something. Children will disagree or argue with you when you simply give a, let's not do this and here's why. So with words, you've either got to be more commanding or explain in greater detail. But sometimes with explaining, kids aren't able to understand and comprehend information as well as we are, or they have a rebuttal with false information they've come up with. In some cases, you've just got to take action. Like with me. I just picked up the pieces of yarn as I saw them and held onto them so the boy would stop eating them. You also might want to inform the parent or guardian of your concerns so they can be aware or maybe say something and be heard from by their children. So... As mentioned earlier, kids don't necessarily understand things as well, like yeah. concepts. So one day it was just me and the girl playing. The boy was being tutored. And so um, me and her were playing paper store. Um, I was like, okay, so she owns a paper store. I was like, oh, what kind of store do you want me to own? She's like, you own a paper store too. I was like, oh, we both own paper stores. And so she's explaining the game to me. And so... She bought her paper from me and sold it in her paper store, but her paper store is the one that everyone went to. So mine was just, oh. you know, the one customer paper store that provided all the paper for the, like, hit paper store. <laughs> it was it was super weird, though, because um, I was in one of the rooms, and she was in a totally separate room across the hall. So basically, I'd walk across the hall, and she'd come get some paper from me, give me a nickel, and then she would go <laughs> over there. And so it was, it was kind of like kids' imaginations. They take them places that sometimes, you know, ours don't. So it was yeah. like she was living in this, her own world, whereas I'm just in the room across the hall every now and then getting paid a nickel for all of my papers. <laughs> I was like, um, this is great. Because it's like, um, yeah, she would just get engulfed over kind of in her own game but it was just across the hall and I like wasn't even a yeah, part of it. Yeah I totally it. forget that you were even there. Uh-huh. I was like this is why I'm here babysitting you. <laughs> but yeah. This story is again just addressing a child's imagination. Let them just be in their own world. Be a part of what's happening and be in the game but don't disrupt or change the flow of their imagination. However you don't want to be the babysitter who when the child's in their own world just sits and wastes their time and the parent's money. You get to be a part of this child's life, so be involved and have fun with them. <laughs> One time I went over there, and um, I had a cold, but my voice was, like, completely gone. Uh-huh. And so I could barely talk. I was like, hi, guys. And it was, like, kind of scary. <laughs> um, but it was like, I don't know. I was like, I wasn't going to get him sick, and it was just hard to cancel. So I was like, it's fine. I'll just go. Um, but, yeah, I could barely talk and use my voice. So I finally just began kind of, like saying like one word to the kids I was like snack chips and then they'd like (laughs) answer me but I think the little girl felt bad so she was like do you know sign language and I was like no um I don't but do you well I was actually like no I don't but do you um and she's like no and so I was like so what would the purpose of me knowing sign language (laughs) but I was like she's so considerate but yeah I was like "Mm." Didn't quite think that through, maybe, but... (laughs) Kids can be so kind, cute, and considerate. They can say something with intentions to be helpful and meaningful, even if it doesn't make sense or apply. But after all, it's the thought that counts. Never underestimate how far a child will go. As their babysitter, know that you do have an influence on them and they look up to you. 
They think of you as a friend and just want to have fun with you. Your experiences from babysitting might be gross or terrifying in the moment, but you'll think back and you'll have learned and you can laugh. Other moments, however, you'll have fun and they'll say or do something sweet. A few times, those two kids said they loved me and couldn't wait until next week when they'd see me again. You have a big role in a young person's life. Be glad you get to teach and learn from them. Be glad you're their babysitter. I hope you got something out of this podcast, whether it's a helpful tip or a little laugh. If you are given the opportunity to babysit, try it out and give it a shot. You can come out with a great or a wild experience. Thanks for listening to Misadventures in Babysitting. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.